And so now, gracious God, in these moments, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts, so many hearts together in this place and in all places, be found pleasing to you. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Gospel singer Marion Williams was born in Miami, Florida in 1927. Her father was a butcher, a barber, and a music teacher, and her mother was a laundress. Now, although Marion was one of 11 siblings, she was actually one of only three who survived past their first year of life. Her father died when she was nine years old, and by the age of 14, Marion had stopped school to begin working as a maid, becoming her family's primary supporter after her mother lost both of her legs due to diabetes. But it was around that time that Marion discovered her true passion, which was singing. Marion sang at churches from the age of three years old, She sang on street corners and at tent revivals. And while she soon began to receive offers to sing everything from opera to blues, her greatest ambition was to become a gospel singer. One article in the New Yorker noted that when Marion Williams sings about God, it makes you want to sign up. Soon she became known all across the country for her dynamic and powerful voice, performing on Broadway and at Carnegie Hall. Because of the incredible range and strength of her voice, sound engineers often were caught off guard by Marion during recordings, and they would have to pull their headphones back away from their ears because her voice was just that powerful. Well, Marion became very sick later in life, but she kept singing even when she was doing dialysis three times a week. She once told an interviewer in the last year of her life that she only felt alive when she was singing. And in 1993, just a year before she died, Marion Williams became the first gospel singer to receive a Kennedy Center honor. Her tribute that evening included performances by Billy Preston, Little Richard, and Aretha Franklin all of whom were greatly influenced by her work. Now, shortly before her death in 1994, Marion was interviewed on the radio show Fresh Air by Terry Gross on NPR. And in this interview, she shares her life story, her humility and genuine spirit come across so beautifully throughout the conversation. But not long into the interview, you discover something that's pretty surprising about Marion Williams. She actually has this soft and delicate speaking voice, which is pretty unexpected for someone who had sung so boldly and passionately all around the world. And in one of the most memorable moments of the interview, Terry Gross points it out. She says, Marion, I think a lot of our listeners might be wondering how a woman with such a big and powerful singing voice has such a comparatively small speaking voice. Marion laughs and says, you know, I've always wondered that myself. 
I don't know why, I just don't talk very loud. Ah, but give me that singing and I'm ready. So then Terry asks, what happens to you when you sing? What kind of change do you feel? And Marion immediately replies, what happens to me? It's the Spirit of God, honey. It overflows me, illuminates me. Spirit of God, honey. It makes a little voice big, a shy person brave, and it takes an ordinary, dim little life and makes it a bright light in the world. It's the Spirit of God, honey. And we read about this Spirit of God in today's text in Acts 1. Just as Jesus is ascending to heaven, the disciples ask if it's time for them to come with him. And Jesus says, no, not yet. You don't get to know God's timing on things as much as you would like. But what you do get is the Holy Spirit. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all over Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, Jesus turns toward this anxious and timid group of disciples who are looking at each other pretty wide-eyed and mystified, thinking to themselves, what in the world are we supposed to do next? And he says to them, don't worry, you're going to have some help after I leave. You don't have to figure all this out on your own, because when the Holy Spirit comes, you are going to receive power. Like an extra shot of caffeine in your coffee in the morning. A new battery for your cell phone that's always running on empty. Or a booster shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. You're going to receive something extra that you didn't have before. You and I might call this a holy nudge from God. That divine spark within you, a gut feeling in your chest, an adrenaline rush that you just weren't expecting. Or as Marion Williams might call it, it's the spirit of God, honey. It makes a little voice big. A shy person brave and takes an ordinary dim little life and makes it a bright life for the world. As Jesus reminds us before he ascends to heaven, the spirit of God gives us power. New Testament professor Brian Peterson points out that the language here is actually reminiscent of Gabriel's words to Mary in Luke 1. Or Gabriel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy. He will be called the Son of God. And so it's interesting that in Luke 1, the power of the Spirit brings about the birth of Christ. And here in Acts 1, the power of the Spirit leads to the birth of the church. And so perhaps the question for us to answer is, what do you need the Spirit of God to empower you to do today? Or more often than not, are you and I operating like a cell phone that is always running on empty, completely unaware of this life-saving power that is available to us? And if that's the case, in what situation do you need God's power to show up and to give you the strength to make it through? 
How can God give you the courage to be brave, to do something you can never imagine doing on your own? Maybe you need the Spirit to give you the power to get out of bed this morning, to put one foot in front of the other, to finish this semester of school, thanks be to God. Maybe you've become so weary in the work of justice in our world And you need this power of the Spirit to reignite your spirit, to remind you that your work matters, to give you the energy to do whatever is the next right thing. Friends, in what ways do you need the Spirit of God to empower you today? Because the truth is that this power is available to all of us, not some of us. It's not like LG&E that only supplies power when you and I have paid the bill. There is no bill. It has already been paid. And in his very last words to these anxious and confused disciples, Jesus looks out to this crowd of people who is gathered there and says, You will receive power. Now, I don't know about you, but I can resonate with the disciples in this text as we finally are nearing the end of this global pandemic. I mean, I can so relate to them, looking around at each other, wondering, what in the world do we do next? (laughs) How do we even begin to do this? I mean, we had just figured out this whole virtual worship thing. It was actually starting to feel normal. (laughs) We had our camera angles John Pasiga on his awesome roaming camera, sometimes standing in chairs or doing these really awesome yoga moves here in the sanctuary to get just the right shots. And Zoom meetings, we figured that out too. Even if we always forget to unmute ourselves, we had those down pat. And deacons, we had figured out our deacon neighbor groups, how to do communion for 600 plus people across the city making sure people didn't fall through the cracks during a time when we were all quarantined at home. But what do we do now? (laughs) And how do we even begin anew our life together as Highland Baptist Church after we have been separated from one another for well over a year? Of course we can and we will do all of the necessary work to prepare for this new chapter in Highland's history We can and will put together all the appropriate committees and task forces. We can build the infrastructure of the church again as we look at Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights and our life together here at Grinstead and Cherokee and outside of this place in our community and world. We can have carefully thought through and executed seating charts and policies and procedures in place, hand sanitizer at every entrance, extra masks, Clorox wipes the whole nine yards, or should I say six feet? And I don't know about you, but I get absolutely exhausted thinking about all of that. Truth be told, we already are exhausted from all of that. I think our staff can testify to that. But if you and I and our beloved community of saints here at Highland try to do this without the Spirit, we'll be missing something huge. 
We would be remiss if we didn't first stop and remind ourselves that we have this exquisite power that is available to us. It helps us to do infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or imagine as we read in the book of Ephesians. Remember, church. Remember, deacons. Remember, staff, because we all need this reminder from time to time that the Spirit of God gives us power. Perhaps God knew we would need it precisely for moments like this one. And this power of the Spirit helps us to do things that haven't been done before. It gives us energy we didn't know we had. It gives us God-sized dreams and hopes and imaginations about what the life of this ever-growing church could look like after a year that has changed our world forever. Barbara Brown Taylor says it this way, In the book of Acts, she says the Holy Spirit performs an artificial resuscitation on some well-intentioned bumblers, turning them into a force that changed the history of the world. The question for me, she asks, is whether we still believe in a God who acts like that. Do we still believe in a God with power to transform us, both as individuals and as people Or have we come to some kind of unspoken agreement that our God is pretty old and tired by now? Someone to whom we may address our prayer request, but not anyone we really expect to change our lives. And I can't help but wonder how you and I might honestly answer that question. Do we expect the Spirit of God to transform our church and our very lives? Do we believe that God, by God's power at work within us, we can do things that haven't been done before? Well, when we need a reminder, I suggest that we take a listen to the powerhouse voice of Marion Williams, who says, it's the Spirit of God, honey. It makes a little voice big, a shy person brave, and it takes an ordinary, dim little life and makes it a bright life for the world. And so may the Spirit of God empower each of us in these very days, church. Because I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see just where she leads us next. Thanks be to God. Amen.